Christmas should be filled with joy and opening gifts with the ones you love. Of course, with the occasional fight between family members. But for one family, this was not the case. They would wake up on Christmas Day to see their mother waiting on the couch for them to open presents. But instead of a warm smile, she would only be able to give them a cold, dead stare. Welcome to episode three of Christmas and Crime. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. How's your couple of days been? I know we talked yesterday, so basically everything's the same, but I still missed you guys um, because we talked yesterday. I don't have anything new. Um, I just cut my hair. I literally cut it all off, and it is so short, and I love it, um, but that's basically the only thing that's new in my life. I went and did that yesterday. If you hear any like rustling or sniffling or anything like that, I do have my dog in here with me. Um, sometimes it's nice to just have company and she's just sitting at my feet, but she likes to sniff around on this carpet and stuff. Cause technically this, it's not a carpet, it's a rug, but this rug that I'm sitting on did come from somebody else. So she just likes to sniff around at it, but just giving you a heads up. But yeah, because I've got no updates for you because we just talked. We can just move right into episode three. I've got my Dutch bros here. I've got, you know, my heater off because I can't record with it on. And I am ready to talk to you about Zazelle. Now, Zazelle was a young woman who was currently attending college because she wanted to become a domestic violence counselor. Her dream was to help abused victims and help them out of the situation and help them work through past situations. She had two children from a previous marriage. They were only three and eight, and she had currently gotten married and had another child with her current husband, who was only seven weeks old at the time. William Wallace was her husband, and there was a little bit of an age gap between the two of them, but they really never acted like this mattered. William was 39 years old, and Zazelle was 26. Let's talk about William for a second so you can kind of understand the kind of person that he was. William was actually convicted of battery in 2008 and he ended up serving 45 days in jail for it. Now this battery charge was because he hurt Zazelle. This is one instance where it's been documented that William got violent with Zazelle often. There were also multiple documented times when the authorities had been called because William was beating Zazelle. There were multiple calls, multiple times they came to help her. It was very clear that Zazelle was suffering from abuse at the hands of William. William also did spend more jail time for abusing his wife. Um, she ended up taking a restraining order out against William at one point, and William would violate this and also serve time for. He did manage to convince Zazel to forgive him, 
come back to him, get rid of the restraining order, and unfortunately she did end up doing that. One reason that this was probably the case was because during this time that they were separated, Zazelle would find out that she was pregnant and she wanted William to know. So when he talked to her about it and convinced her to come back, she wanted to do that because she had a baby now with him. Now the way she would break the news to William was by traveling to the jail that was holding him. They would have a little meeting and she would tell him about the baby. During this time, he would also inform Zazel that he had found Jesus during this sentencing, and that he was going to live life as a man of faith and really rework himself. Zazel still loved him, and when he made comments about changing himself and doing everything that you know God wanted him to do, she was desperate to make things work out. Not only did she have two children before she would have to care for, now she had a third that she'd have to do it alone. So she believed him. She got rid of the restraining order, he got out, they got back together, and they would officially seal the deal. I know that I called him her husband before, um, but I'm sort of going through the timeline of things. So. At this point in the timeline, they decided to get married. They were not married before, you know, all that happened. Um, none of Zazel's family wanted her to marry him. They knew, they knew that he was abusive. They knew that he was not a good man. But Zazel told them that he had found Jesus and he was a changed man and that everything was going to be okay. So when he was released from jail in the summer of 2011, Zazel let him move right back into her apartment. But nothing changed. William did not have a change of heart behind bars. It was something to manipulate Zazel because he continued to abuse her as soon as he moved in, including when she was pregnant with his baby. It is not uncommon for women and men who are in abusive relationships to go back to their abuser. Oftentimes the abuser knows everything to say to convince them to come back. They make the person who was abused feel as though they can't do it on their own and that they need them, especially when children are involved. They will oftentimes use the children as collateral, basically saying that if you left me, I will take the kids or those kids are going to have a terrible time growing up without a father or a mother or you know what I mean. And unfortunately, Zazel fell back into the same rut that a lot of women and men who get out of abusive relationships at one point will fall back into. And she went back. The night of the incident was December 24th, 2011. The couple would head out to attend a Christmas Eve party. During this party, they would get into some sort of argument. I'm unsure as to what the fight was. I could not find that information anywhere, but it did lead them to leave the party early. I mean, it is also possible that maybe they were just ready to go home, but if any of us, which I'm sure all of us have gotten into a fight with their significant other, either at a party or before a party, oftentimes that leaves you, you know, your spirit crushed and you're just ready to go home and go to bed or go home and talk it out or something like that. So I can see how, especially if they got into the fight at 
the neighbor's party, they probably just headed home. It also sounds like both of them were drunk. Now, like many abusers, when you add alcohol into the mix, the abuse oftentimes will get worse. So, them being drunk, this fight probably continued until they got home. The children were in the home at the time of the incident, and it does sound like they witnessed the entire fight. William, like he did on many occasions, began to get violent with Zizel. And Zizel knew what was coming next. In an attempt to prevent herself from getting injured, she would try to flee from the angry William. It sounds as though she got out of their house and was running towards the road. A neighbor had witnessed her still alive that night, running away from William. But William quickly caught up to her, grabbed her, and dragged her back into the house. The neighbor, instead of calling the police, probably because they were used to the couple fighting, would go inside, pretend like it didn't happen. They were pretty sure the night of the fight, they did see William pick up Zizel while she was limp. She looked like she could possibly have been dead, but they didn't call the authorities. Now I understand this to a point. Um, if your neighbor is the subject of a lot of abuse, it's, it's very likely that you would become numb to the yelling and the screaming and the hitting, but that doesn't mean that you should not still call the police. I don't care if your neighbor's husband beats his wife every single day. I definitely feel like if you are witnessing something that somebody could be getting hurt, you should always call the police. And this neighbor not calling the police, I mean, maybe Zazel would still be alive today? Maybe not. But the children, at least, would not be nearly as scarred as they're about to be. My next piece of information only came from one of my sources. And this source made it sound like one of her own children is the ones that told authorities about this. That being said, take this with a grain of salt. I couldn't find this anymore but in one source, so I wanted to make that clear. The child would tell the authorities later down the line, Zazel was shoved during the fight into a coffee table. She fell on the top of this coffee table, which was glass, and it would shatter it covering her body in not only loose shards of glass, but also leaving her impaled with a ton of shards of glass. I am unsure if she was dead or not at this point, but William instructed one of the children to help pull the glass shards from their mother's body. It sounds as though Zazel was unconscious, and once the child and her husband finished picking out glass from her wounds, William would pick her body up and carry her into the bathroom. This was because he wanted to wash the blood off of her body, and when he got into the bathroom, he would drop her onto the bathroom floor. During this process, her head would smash into the side of the toilet, and William didn't care that much and threw her into the tub and washed all of the blood off of her body. Then the children went to sleep. 
and woke up the next morning on Christmas. William decided that they were going to have a normal Christmas. And Zazel, who was cold to the touch and clearly dead, would be propped up onto the couch and he would put sunglasses on her face to cover her eyes. The children would come down excited to open presents. And this is when William would inform them that their mom got drunk and ruined Christmas. The children would excitedly go up to their mother, talk to her, and touch her, and feel how she was ice cold. Even if the children didn't know it at the time, they know it now. Their mother was not drunk that morning. Their mother was dead. But they moved on and had a normal Christmas morning. They opened their gifts, they laughed and smiled. They got excited and watched their mother's reaction, but nothing was there. Then they would hear a knock on the door. William would open the door and his eyes would meet the police officers. He knew that they were coming because that morning, while they were opening presents, he decided it was time to call paramedics for his wife. He told them that she was hurt and that she needed to be checked out. So at 9.30 a.m. Christmas Day, he placed a 911 call. This detail was also a little bit fuzzy. It is entirely possible that somebody else called 911 for Zazel, but somebody did call. When they came in and they assessed, they discovered Zazel was far too gone for any sort of medical intervention. He claimed that she had just hurt herself to the paramedics, that it was an accident. They, of course, didn't believe this, especially with the long list of calls that they had responded to with William beating Zazel. They waited till the authorities arrived and let the authorities make that decision. They also did not believe William. When the authorities arrived, Zazel was propped up on the couch with those sunglasses cold to the touch and very clearly dead. As they began to make the needed phone calls and, you know, catch the children who were running around the house with their new toys, they would sit down and finally talk to them. They asked what had happened and they said that their dad told them that mom got drunk and she ruined Christmas. They also told the authorities that she sat there the whole time and watch them open presents with absolutely no reaction. I want to repeat that, you guys. These children on Christmas morning were under the impression that their mother had gotten drunk and was emotionless while they opened their Christmas gifts. When in fact, she was dead and propped up against the couch. Their father had beaten, killed, and then staged a Christmas morning so that they could have a normal Christmas around their mother's dead body. On top of that, the only thing he cleaned up was her body, which meant there was bloodstains all over the home. There was older bloodstains from when he had abused Zazel in the past and the newer ones. They found holes in the wall from where William had punched and kicked. They found doors off of their hinges. 
It was clear that Zazel was being subjected to horrific abuse by her husband. The children were witnessing all of this, and then he would tell them that it was their mother's fault for ruining Christmas. Even though he's the one that was beating and murdered their mother. They immediately arrested him and began to question him. This is when he spun his story. He told them that he was only defending himself and that she had gotten mad at him that night that they were drunk and she attacked him. He said that she bit him and tried to hurt him severely. And he was only defending himself when he pushed her off of him and she fell against the table and shattered it. He also said she fell and hit her head on her own accord when she got off of the table. The children, though, told a different story about how mom and dad were fighting and how dad pushed mom onto the table and then how she was unconscious and had to have glass picked out of her body and he dropped her into the bathroom. Children don't lie, you guys. If a child has ever come up to you and told you you were beautiful, they don't lie. Just like if a child tells you what happened to their mom the night before, they're not going to lie. They already knew William was lying and they began their investigation because they had to. They would sit down with some family and one of the relatives said that they did get into a fight. They were also at this party and witnessed William and Zazel fighting. They both got drunk and the fighting got worse. He also said how William told them that he got upset with Zazel and tossed her around a bit. They had proof that Zazel was being subjected to domestic violence, not only in the home, but in all of the records of the police being called and helping them. Zazel was being beaten on a weekly basis, and the children were witnessing this every single time. They knew what had happened. They knew that William was guilty. It was just a matter of time now to sentence him, get him put in prison, behind bars, put away from murdering Zazel and ruining these children's Christmas. But they would delay this trial for nine years. Nine years. Nobody has any idea why it took them nine years to try him. And they still have not told us why it took that long. During this time, William did stay behind bars. So he was technically serving time in prison, but he was never sentenced. The murder happened in 2011, and they finally began his trial in March of 2021. During this very long overdue trial, William testified that none of it was his fault, and his attorney really played in on that, claiming that the authorities were taking it out on him, that it was an accident, that Zizel died that night because she was drunk and fell on a glass table on her own accord. The death, her death, was purely her own fault. Even after death, Zizel was being castled that it was all her fault. This attorney told the courts that the table shattered and killed her because she was careless and drunk and that his client didn't touch her at all, didn't have anything to do with it. But then her oldest daughter got on the stand and gave a little tiny shred of truth to that story. She said that she remembered her mother 
tripping and falling onto the table. This child was eight at the time of her mother's murder. It is highly likely that she is remembering something off or wrong, or that her father had drilled it into her head so much as a kid that her mother ruined Christmas and that her mother fell and it was her mother's fault that the memory has been altered in her brain. Then William would look to the courts and he would tell them that they were only hearing the bad times in their relationships. They were only hearing the arguing and the fighting, but it was so full of love and he loved Zazel and would never hurt her. Nobody believed this. Everybody in the courts, everybody who's basically heard about this story believes what happened the night to Zazel that night is the same thing that she had been subjected to for months. Zazel was being abused by William. And William that night, after throwing her onto the table and dropping her, causing her head to smash onto the bathroom toilet, just expected her to wake up bruised and with a headache. And when she didn't wake up, he realized he needed to try and do something about it. He needed to, one, make it memorable for their children, and two, call the police and spin a story that it was an accident and he didn't even know and all of that. Even if it was an accident, you guys, you don't just take the dead body of your significant other and you and put him on the couch for Christmas. That's that. Even if she fell and it was an accident, he should have called the police the minute she didn't wake up after falling on that table. Not wait till the next morning and put her dead body on the couch. William would be charged with second degree murder, leaving him sentenced to a minimum of 15 years to life in prison. Now, because this trial took nine years to do, they gave him a credit. They gave him a credit of nine years, which means that only six years after he is sentenced, he will be up for parole. Three children will spend the rest of their Christmases with trauma, knowing that they opened presents around their mother's dead body, that they were home while their mother was being beaten to death, that they witnessed their mother die. I wouldn't blame them that if every time Christmas came around, they got anxious because just thinking about sitting next to my cold, dead mother on one of the happiest times of years and not fully knowing what happened to her just gives me a fraction of fear that they probably felt. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.